What's going on? What's what's Not happening? Much, man. Comic Con this weekend. Where are you going? Yeah, we're going to Dayton, Dayton, Ohio. Oh, you said that. You said that. That's right. Cool. So that's north that of you, right? Cool. It's basically in the like. It's like parallel to Cle or Cincinnati. It's in the south, but it's southwest. Oh, okay. So it's on that oh, like so I'm bottom wrong. wrong. Okay. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of Indianapolis. They have a Dayton five hundred. Daytona. Ah, I'm an idiot. I wish we were recording. <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. That's his life. This is all right. Well, welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Hans. I'm Case. Welcome to this muted life. That uh, is that not a real? I'm thinking this so-called life might as right, well have yes, been this yeah. muted life. I mean, if you like, that's Jared Leto's existence. If he could have it, wasn't the big story about that that Jared Leto is a hunk? I thought it was that he had AIDS, but he's not gay. Oh my god, I think you're right. I think he got like from like a toilet seat <laughs> or like a battlefield infusion. Like right. <laughs> I think he did have. Or am I getting my so-called life mixed up with um life goes on and the guy who was had What's HIV life? was also ended up being married to Hillary Swank. In real life. Life goes on. Life goes on. It was a obladi, oblada. She, it was a, like a regular oh, family. Oh, that- Corky? <laughs> Her brother. Yeah, it, uh, sister and brother and, and uh, Corky, which is. Oh my God, you might be right. I think she got a, a botched infusion. No, I, I think it was him. But he, those two shows do exist in my mind. Together. They're the same show. Oh, yeah. Jared Leto is Corky's brother. Right. And there was about two sisters. Well, that here's. Are very put upon by it, society. It all. So you have my so called life, life mm-hmm. goes on, and then the sister from Life Goes On played Tracy Gold in the Lifetime movie about her, uh, not Ebola. About her eating dis- <laughs> eating t- eating disorder while shooting growing pains. No shit. So now I think they're sisters just because one played the other in a movie. <laughs> I just remember a very harsh scene where it, it was almost like the she-wolf of Berkis Garden. Like her mom right. made her eat a sandwich because she saw her without a shirt off. She's like, you're not. Like just shoving it in her. It's really a disturbing scene. And then it's weird because the actress lost a ton of weight to play Tracy Gold in the movie. I was like, she's uh-huh. like Christian Bale before I knew the Christian Bale thing. But I was like, right, yeah. what did she just smoke a cigarette and eat an apple to play this woman with an right. eating disorder? <laughs> no, nothing beats that. Like, I, re- I will never forget it because I do like Alexander Skarsgård as an actor. Yeah. But there was this clip and it ended up. What makes it so funny is that it ended up not playing funny because he was just being real and he was like, this kind of sucks. 
he was on like Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. And it was when that fucking Tarzan movie came out. The Disney Tarzan played... movie? No, no. This is the most recent Tarzan from like three years ago. So Alexander Skarsgård, like they basically did what Marvel does, but they were like, we're bringing back the pulp heroes. Okay. It's Tarzan. We're going by the book. He's going back to Africa. Oh, you got gotcha. So you got your. Wait, he Skarsgård. went back to Africa from New York? I thought he was pure from Africa London. to begin with. He's oh, Lord yes. Greystone. Rudyard, Rudyard Kipling, right? He, or no? Am no, I getting. Uh, I'm getting a couple things it's mixed not, up. It's uh, not Robert. Uh, I can't think of his fucking name now. But yes. So he. I guess in the books, as we know, what we know about Tarzan is a plane crash. Yeah. Boy raised by apes. Okay, I'm getting mixed. Yeah, and yeah. And then Tarzan Jane. Jane and her father show up, find ape, ape boy. Yeah. In the books. Adventure ensues. But then he goes back to, to New York. England. Oh, to England. And depending, if it's American, <laughs> he's New York. He's a New Yorker, baby. <laughs> yeah. You better believe fucking Tarzan's from fucking the Bronx. He's hanging out with Hercules around smoking, a dumpster smoking fire. Smoking cigars with his feet. <laughs> uh, but then the story is, is like he goes and like, society don't suit him. Gotcha. I'm fucking king of the jungle, motherfucker. Right. I gotta go back, smoke cigars with my eight bros and the rest of the made up tribes in, in Africa that he was friends with. So he goes back, and that that's where this movie takes place. Is okay. Skarsgård and Jane with Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> go back to Africa <laughs> and then fight <laughs> a bunch of fucking Dutch people. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't so even stupid. say it with a straight face. No, I can't hear it with a straight Harvey face. Harvey and Ashley fell asleep, and it was on HBO Max, and yeah. I was like, I have to do my nerd due diligence. Finish it up. Because I love Tarzan. Yeah. I was like, I gotta watch this. This movie fucking sucks. It's so, like, Tarzan it's so never script works. body. Like, he's good. But anyways, to get back to what I was saying, like, so he's on Kimmel. Yeah. Promoting this movie. They finish shooting it. And he's like, oh, I had to go back. <laughs> of course. They had a lot of reshoots. Sure. Uh, and then Skarsgård, like, looked like he was liberated from a fucking prison camp. Very straightforward. It was just like, yeah, uh, I ate six ounces of chicken and two pieces of lettuce every day. In order to get back and into I shape to look... do the reshoots? Is that what you're yes. saying? So okay. he could be um, Tarzan Svelte, bod. yeah. T-Bod. No body fat, right. Uh, and he was just like, it. I, you know, like, he's like, I'm a fucking actor. Like, that's hard enough to, like, put your mind in someone else, but then to put your fucking body. Because you were, you referenced Christian Bale as, like, when he made that movie, The Machinist. Like, I remember reading that. And he was like, I ate one apple a day. And had a cigarette. Yeah. Well, probably a lot of cigarettes. Oh, he uh, must have like, smelled I'm... like a mule. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> the cigarette smoking apple eating mule. Yeah, right. I guess. <laughs> But then I feel like at that point you would have to just you're smoking the cigarette through the apple and then you can eat it because you're just like, this is literally all I have. You got to make it last. Uh, it's going to be the most fun I have today. At that point, just I almost feel like doing drugs would be a safer. Drugs. 
like right? way to go. To be honest, now it makes sense to me. Right? Like that's why people do drugs because you're like, oh, I wasn't hungry anyways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Oh, what was I gonna say? Tarzan, body fat, eating. Oh no! Just imagine just what you were talking about. Imagine when you're super hungry, and for me, super hungry is like I haven't eaten in twelve hours. I'm starving. (laughs) Uh, I'm a crank. And then yeah, I'm cranky. I can't think straight. Right? I then I'm like, well, you know, I don't. You you get so hungry, you're not hungry. If that makes sense, or your body like just Uh skips. So you have another cup of coffee, and then you're irritable. I can feel it in my belly. I'm like, like back when I used to work out a lot. You're like, oh fuck, I'm hungry. I'm hungry, and you're like, you feel your stomach go. You're like, go over the hill, go over the hill, and you're like, okay, cool, done. I am not hungry anymore. Yeah, I just physically needed my body to like bend to my will. I had that happen to me on the drive. I didn't mention it on the drive to New York, but it was different. I have never. You say it all the time, like I don't think I've ever had to pee that bad. But I got to the point, and Meg and I got stuck in like a loop de loop, and we were missing turns. I'm following her. I'm in the uh-huh. U-Haul. Right, and I've had to pee since the Bon Ron Jovi South Carolina <laughs> uh, service center in New Jersey. No joke. Like we only had an hour and a half to go. Had a big old slug of coffee, free continental breakfast. Right. Yeah. I have to pee oh, in yeah. five minutes, but I'm like, we're in New York in an hour. But no, you're in New York in an hour. But then in you're driving hours. around New York for another two hours, and then what's per? So I have to instantly pee. I'm like, I'm not fucking pulling off in Jersey. Just I can't. I hate the New Jersey um, service stations, and I hate New Jersey stations in general because you're still not allowed to pump your own gas. And I'm yes. a gas oh, man. Yeah. I don't fucking trust a man at my pump. All right. No. Hands off the old back end, the back there. Exactly, buddy. No tip. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> I'm from fucking South Dakota. No. You, if you're from South Dakota, you might as well present that like a French passport. They're like, oh, this motherfucker's not going to tip. Um, oh, yeah, no shit. It's like you pumping my gas is like you trying to kiss me on the mouth. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Hey, 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 hey. This is my vehicle. <laughs> uh, let me this, just. I know the fuel. Let I me like. just get out and watch you. Um, <laughs> oh, so anyway, so all of a sudden we're in and I'm just like stomping my feet and Meg's texting back and forth and what happens is as you know if as the closer you yeah. get someplace if you're using the Are you in the U-Haul truck? I'm, I'm driving the U-Haul yeah it's me and the dogs and Meg's in front of me in the Kia and it's like, getting dogs, so dogs, bad and I'm stomping but that's the thing I've tried the cup I've tried it doesn't work from a driver's seat the cup only works if you're 10 years old and younger and you can stand on the back seat of your dad's car and you still spill all over. Try sitting oh, while driving with a, a cup. I can't believe you didn't just shellac that U-Haul walls with your with your sudsy urine. <laughs> All I had was a monster cup full of sunflower seeds too, though. <laughs> the seeds are gonna float out. They go. They they go back up the stream like those like Peruvian wiener fish <laughs> right, yeah. in the Amazon. Um... <laughs> But it's getting so bad, and then, like, no fault to her own, like, the the more congested of an area you get into, the more confusing your, like, Google Map apps get. So it, like, 
It's just the slightest variation in turn, and you've taken the wrong turn. So Meg's now taking a couple turns, and I followed her. I'm going, son of a fuck. I'm just like, I gotta pee. I gotta pee. And then my whole body, it got to a point where my whole body convulsed and shook. And then I just didn't have to pee anymore. And I was like, that was weird. It was just gone. And it wasn't like... like, I could still feel that my bladder's full. And the way... It's like the way my brain felt, it like sent a danger signal, like the way if you're underwater too long, it's like, hey, 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 get to the surface. Like, that's how I felt after that feeling went away. My brain was like, no, that's not supposed to happen. Hey, hey, look at the manual. Hey, brain, brain, (laughs) brain circuits. Let's go through this manual here because that just went away and we didn't... uh, we didn't exposit anything we here. We didn't address the situation, and I think we're cool. So then just for the next week, every time I peed, I felt like I had to pee again 30 seconds later. Like after I zip up and go out, and I go, I got to pee again. So I just peed for the next week straight every minute for 12 seconds. So I th- it just it went in my bloodstream, and it slowly dripped back out like a uh You got taller. Oh man, like, it was. Hey, but that uh, shake no, was just weird. Urine. It's like <laughs> it is like it was. Uh, so your body can do funny things. I love it. It's like it's the amount of you're like. Well, you know, the human body is you know whatever they sixty percent water. And you're like I'm going sixty forty on urine to water ratio right here because my body just went. Eh. <sighs> Now it's in your hands. So we pulled over right next to the creek in the cave where there's a sweet leaf. I forgot this part. And I was like, all right, all right, get out. You stand up. So as soon as I stand up, because Meg and I were just regrouping, I was like, oh, there it is. I'm going to pee. And then I was like, oh, I got to pee again real bad. So I ran into the uh, sweet leaf as a coffee shop right on the corner there. And I was like, welcome to New York, baby. Two cool dudes. Kind of like yeah. rock and roller dudes in bikinis. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, nice. what's up? And I'm <laughs> like, I got it. I was like, I'm going to buy a coffee, but I got to use your bathroom. And they're like, go, 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 go. I was like, oh, man, thanks. And I came out and they're like, <laughs> one guy goes, or however they identify, one person goes, they're super cool. I've seen them a couple times since. And I was like, that's the way to go, man. It's hot out. And I, I mean, you got to pull that string out of your butt cheeks every now and again. Of but, course, yeah. Um, <laughs> the first thing How I was, like, is that I was like, I'm still going to get a coffee. <laughs> and they just go, yeah, my dad had to shit real bad one time. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I was like, I was like, oh, no, no, I didn't have to. But if I did, I would. Now that we're both dads, uh, I have to. <laughs> I got to tee up that story because if Harvey doesn't. And if fucking Ruby and Dell do not have a fucking H and C story in the chamber that starts with, well, there was one time my dad had to shit so bad. I oh, think man. we may have failed as fathers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> then the first thing you think about your dad, it was like, nah, he taught me, you know, like balance a checkbook. He taught me to drive. He taught me to do this. Nah, dad had the <laughs> shit so bad all the time. But the first thing you think of is you're like, dad had the shit so bad. He shit a room full, apparently. <laughs> right. I don't. I would love to hear the rest of the story. He, he broke the toilet. 
I had a, I remember, uh, I remember just like, I was like, dad, you just sealed the deal. It's a businessman for life. Cause I walked by the bathroom is before remodel. So it was like my room. It was, it was an interesting layout, old school layout of the house. It was like my room and a shared long, like hallway bathroom to my parents walk out of my room. I was super young. So impressionable because I want to say I was like five or six walk by, walk out of my room. Doors open, dad's sitting on the toilet, taking a dump, just slacks, resting over work shoes, right? But he's home. I was like, oh, and you know, tie on, shorts, just like the always, always the worker, man. Always on the clock. And that's the thing. You're getting paid. If I'm getting paid, I'm shitting in my own house. That's right. Evening, son. I mean, that's the type of thing, like, if you got, if you got your slacks, if you got your press slacks resting over uh-huh. your, your shoes that you've had re-sold a couple times, right? Oh, yeah, not paying yeah, for new shoes. Yeah. These are good shoes. And you still got the shirt and tie, short sleeves. I ha- I expect before those pants go down, you pull out the crossword from that morning's newspaper mm-hmm. and a pencil oh, yeah. out of that pocket protector and you're doing... You're continuing the crossword from the dump five you, hours you, ago. You break the spine on that, like, hundred <laughs> things you learn on the toilet book. <laughs> that is like... You learn a new Oli and Lena for the... For, <laughs> <laughs> for your I secretary. Got a, I got a hot 15 pages in my Norwegian joke book. But all it does is make your secretary nervous because she knows every time she has to hear a new Oli and Lena joke, you just <laughs> take it to shit. <laughs> Oh God! You think you're doing work like Letterman? You you went to the writers' <laughs> room, but everyone else is like, "Oh, you took an extra long shit today." Oh man! Someone put a nickel in you, Lee, because you got all the jokes. This one's all must... narrative based. My man needs a little more roughage. He's got a lot of jokes today. Nothing but prunes. <laughs> Oli Lena and Enoch, or whatever the fucking <laughs> Enoch. <laughs> Eldrick God, Oli, Lena, and then the pit of <laughs> despair. Just some Norwegian the ancient god demon of death from the, the fucking <laughs> dark ages. Oli, Lena. I'm the demon funny. king. <laughs> so, I'm the reason Christ died on a cross. So I'm Enoch, just by the way. All these, that would be a pretty fun comic oh, strip. Oh no, the old outhouse has a hole above the hole. And then the bottom hole is Enoch. <laughs> Shit in my face. I am the god of death. No, it's Enoch always getting one-upped by all of these stupid Norwegian inventions. You know, it's like, Enoch went to take <laughs> shit. Had to wipe ass with Lefsa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Enoch. Always... He's conquered the cosmos, <laughs> but yet he meets a couple Norwegians. They got him befuddled from the get-go. Is food or butt wipe? <laughs> Lefsa? Hey. Don't know. Uh, this flatbread. Why Enoch get pissing face? Enoch don't know. <laughs> I love the idea. Because Enoch has Polish penis. It always goes backwards. <laughs> pissing face. <laughs> You got to keep it Norwegian. I think Polish, Norwe, Polish is even off the. 
it Polish, you're living oh, on your ba- Polish is back above the bridge. Those Polacks say past for their- Minnesota. <laughs> That's an Iowa thing. <laughs> Let's keep it above board. We're gonna shit on Norwegians here in Minnesota yeah. and South Dakota. Yeah. Hey, man, I am one. That's my <laughs> adoptive ancestral country. <laughs> I identify as Lefsa. Okay. I feel like Norwegians are so comfortable in life and they've set up such a beautiful, like, socialist system that I bet 90% of them don't even know Norwegian jokes exist. They'd hear it, but they'd be like, what? Oh, I feel like if you were to be like, no, 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 you get made fun of so hard, they'd just be like, okay. Like, it just <laughs> wouldn't land. It's yeah. like trying to insult an alien. Right, right, like, right. I am so far above this station. Why would you? Oh, I understand your joke that it's an outhouse, but it's stacked, so you shit through, the, and someone on the bottom gets shit on. I get, oh yes, ah Norway. We're like an ant insulting a foot. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also. <clears throat> hey, like what smells? I was. <laughs> started reading this great book it's called powers and thrones and it's like the history of the middle ages but they start back because dan carlin interviewed him on one of the dan carlin oh okay that's why it sounds familiar yeah yeah yeah. uh super fascinating it's so good but you're like of course the norwegians now have to be the butt of a joke and they have to be so chill and cool because they were the fucking scariest people on the planet oh, for like yeah, 200 right. years. That's like, true. They were the, like, just, like, they're the, re- like, they're Enoch in the in the Bible. Like, that's why they write demons in a Bible, because it was a fucking dude with a fucking mullet and a tunic. And he's like, nah, this is mine now. So, your I'm, home is my home. I'm, they're like the Vikings and everything, right? Yeah. But they don't. That doesn't go down the line like the Visigoths and and the Vandals and stuff. They're not Norwegians, are they? No, they're all Germanic, Germanic right? When it all like what what's super interesting is I mean that's Roman, but Dan Jones talks about it in when he talked about writing the book because it's his newest book. So he finished it. And a crux of all of that history, like the fall of Rome, was all like. It's migration and climate shit. Like, that's the reason the Huns left, like, southern Russia, northern China, is because they had, like, a mega drought. Oh, okay. And the only reason they found out about it, because there are trees in northern China that live for 2,000 years. So they took a core sample and were like, okay, cool, there was a drought for 50 fucking years. Right, so So everybody had to move. Nope, we're out of here. And we ride horses, and we shoot fucking arrows, and we fuck shit up. So they just came over and then pushed all the Slavs, the Germans, they just pushed them all closer to Rome. And then Rome was like, yeah, we can't have you here, motherfucker. And they're like, all right, we're we're going to take you. That's what's going to happen. Like, all the Californians are going to go to Alabama. But it's just going to be annoying. Oh my god, of course, yeah. What's up, brah? Is this vegan? Just pushing pushing people out. It was uh, uh, Brendan and Jen from 840 
were actually in town because Brandon was in town on work and he brought his family. Okay. And they live in Austin and they were just like, yeah, Austin's insane now. Because it's just people from everywhere else. Oh, right, 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 right. Coming to Austin and just a squeeze. Just squeezing the regular old Texan out. That's, um, that happened, there's a, in North Carolina, I mean, this isn't news to anybody, but Asheville, North Carolina, Mm -hmm. is like Austin. It's like, kind of keep Asheville weird. It's very craft-focused, right? Yeah. Uh, And that same thing's happening. Just every, that's it. Like, you get... You establish yourself financially, and then you peace out. Sure. The only reason it, that doesn't, well, that does take place in neighborhoods in New York, but uh, like there down the street, I was walking with Ruby, and I was like, wow, this is a really shitty looking restaurant. And I was like, it's so dirty and run down, I cannot believe it's still open. And I looked at the cuisine, and it was Kosovar. It was a Kosovar restaurant, oh, Kosovo. Gotcha. gotcha. I, I already made the mistake of talking to somebody else because I was telling the story. I was like, it was Kosovonian. And they were like, it's Kosovar, you fucking <laughs> rude. So much more sexy than Kosovonian. I even said it wrong. Like that. I was Kosovonian like, sounds like you should add hamburger to it in ketchup. <laughs> Kosovonian helper? I mean, Kosovoni. Kosovonioni. I, uh, Kosovar. Now that is, like, that's someone who rides a horse. That's Enoch. Into your... Your town, exactly. Enoch from Kosovar. Sorry, I, I bet Meg's coming in. Because um, <laughs> everybody can hear the dogs. But, so, anyway, so, I, I got two places to go with this story. One is what we're talking about. So, I'm like, God, it's filthy. But I was like, how cool is, like, this is a restaurant I will never go in. Not because I have anything against Kosovar food. Like, the pictures look right. really interesting. Like, it's like crazy sausages made out of horn (laughs) (laughs) you're the most roman person i've ever heard Uh, they all they eat is horn sausage those wild kosovar but like but instantly i was like uh, and the reason i say i would never eat there and i don't think i explained this to the other person who was like i'm gonna walk this way because i think you are a bad person but i just (laughs) I don't. I don't eat meat and stuff. So I'm I just, Norwegian. Unfo- I'm very unfortunate that I probably won't try those, or who knows how my diet changes down the road. But there was something also very comforting: the fact mm-hmm. that you can walk two blocks down, and there's a restaurant from you. Just it's a very it's rare to see sure. that in America because it's a small population. I was like, that is very cool that you could just go to a Kosovar restaurant. But it speaks to like what makes New York so magical. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's why you move to that neighborhood cuz that's where the Kosovar live. And you're not so pushing a fucking Kosovar least, out. You get one restaurant right. that cooks some weird shit that I'm sorry, I don't mean weird. But you know what? No, I mean? like I, I, unique, very specific. Kosovar specific. I think I, weird your, is a, is what I said too. That's not what I mean. Your cult, like your your history, like that's what your grandma made or your yeah, aunts made. Yeah. And there's and that shit's not going anywhere because they're like like you in Austin, you can kick out the guy who's got the Confederate drum store, the ironic Confederate drum store cuz he's just some you know, nostalgic 
uh, Jen. I love me the little drummer boy <laughs> imagery, dude. Like, get out of here. I have money to, you know, buy you out. But go to the oh, Kosovar restaurant and oh, be like, man. no, I'm going to buy this. I think we're going to put in a, a poke bowl restaurant. You better be ready. Are you, are you familiar with Bosnia Herzegovina? I don't know if the two are even related. You better be a fucking. If you're a Milosevic, I got your neck. It's <laughs> yeah. mine. You're it's not pushing some of those plate. places. That's why. I mean, it's not the most attractive neighborhood, but it has like some serious heart. Like every uh, culture that's represented that isn't like a Subway and a Dunkin' Donuts. And don't get me wrong, that shit's here. Chipotle, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it looks, you know, it looks like the front end of a dumpster, but you know, it's it like stands strong because they just know they just need to keep providing what they've always provided, which is like the truly authentic shit. They're like, you're not coming here because we got a clean awning or a new uh, marketing pitch to sell you queso, you know, or some new vegan. Like we have. True soyzo, you know. <laughs> They're like, we got fucking horn sausage. Hey, man, with a side of the butthole of a carrot. You can have carrot buttholes. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I have a hard time feeling thinking you're going to push. It. So, what's happening? Really, it's interesting. <clears throat> kind of what's happening, and this is not a boo-hoo for those neighborhoods. Let's pick a gentrified neighborhood, Williamsburg. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Perfect. gentrification is now getting like, uh, like e- economized. So it's already like the coolies right. came in and it's pushed like the- people out, but now the people with actual corporatized. Now the people uh-huh. with real fucking money, your city banks that have investments through, uh-huh. you know, food and BevCorp or whoever owns like Hardee's and all those shits, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. You guys lived here for 15 years and set up your cool thing. We're going to buy this corner of the block and we're going to put in a Baskin Robbins slash Pizza Hut slash because we can now. Yeah. So go somewhere else. Because we can. No, it's so funny you mentioned that because I always think, and it was one of these things when we still lived in Minneapolis and it was before we moved to New York and you and I both worked at Starbucks, but uh, I was like a shift manager at yep. Starbucks. So I got ha- part of the interview pro like it's super corporate weird. Like it's it very too. the Boise yeah. and like Garth Ennis, like fucking uh, Monty Python ish. Like I got taken to the hub in Minneapolis for this interview. And part of it was, and it's just this like classic. It's just like, he's like a Coen brothers villain. Tall, skinny dude, bald, mustache, both blonde, mm-hmm. but just bald. Like, and he was like, he runs Starbucks, Minnesota. And then also, which is now spreading because this is at the, the time when Starbucks is cresting, which seems weird to people because Starbucks is so innocuous to people. But when you and I worked there, yes. it was still mm-hmm. kind of just like a cool, <laughs> hip coffee shop like yes like the coffee culture had not yet crested and it had not yet um i keep i always like to go back to um not to cut you off but just to make to Mm -hmm. uh uh, put up um explanation on your ex just to make your point to add to your point jesus christ (laughs) 
<laughs> is I go you back to be, Ratatouille. Okay. Yeah. Where he sells out and he starts doing the frozen foods. Like Starbucks had mm-hmm. yet to do that. They still had some. Like, I don't cachet. know, ambition or. Yeah, cachet. Yeah. And then I don't know if they sold to a company of Howard Schultz, like, like brought in, like, just, went public or something. Cause now you go into Starbucks and it is. It's a bummer, man. You get your coffee. It's yeah. fine. Oh, but yeah. Anyways, go no, ahead. So, I didn't like, I'm in this though. interview with these, like, higher regional higher ups and, like, you know, fucking crush that interview, dude. Of course. Because that's what we do. Uh, but then the tall, spindly, fucking nerdy, bald guy with the mustache is just like, you said you're from South Dakota, huh? You've been trying to expand in South Dakota. And I was like, oh, yeah, well. I mean, what can you do for me? And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, you know that uh, out West River, you know, that Rapid City? You know where they do that motorcycle rally? So he ends up telling me this story is like Starbucks had this corner spot in Sturgis. Okay. And for those of you who don't know, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally is the fucking biggest motorcycle rally in the Western Hemisphere. Absolutely. Attracts people. I have family who live out there, and they either A, work at a bar or park cars, or they just rent their house to people they know. And then they go on vacation, because they make that much money over the course of one week. For the whole year. For the whole year. Yep. There are bars there that are fucking four-story bars that Two weeks are a year. shut. That's just like three bar stools, 364 days here. but for there so this guy was like so we've been trying hit this dude got this perfect corner lot and it was just a guy who sells t-shirts during the Sturgis rally and they were like we've been trying to buy his property and he keeps saying no because all this dude does and I was like fuck yeah fuck you that's our Norwegian fucking Viking shit hell yeah Uh, he just was like no fuck you Starbucks I sell shirts for a week and then I don't work for the rest of the year. That's in my spot. Maybe, maybe he mows lawns or teaches at the high school. Right. I don't he probably has know. other ambitions. But he was just like, you know what I do? I pop my fucking beer, pop my chair, and I sell fucking t-shirts for five fucking days a year. And Starbucks is sniffing around my ass because they want the fucking primo real estate. And he went, nope. nope. Good for him. Good for and him, And that was man. just his story. That was his story. Like, it was going to make me... Like he wanted, I I guess he I'm wanted. Did, I'm in. Do the you fold. know him? Do you know him? <laughs> exactly. Like, could you call your uncle who teaches at the high school to call him? What it should have been is like you should have been like, fuck, I need to go sell I, some T-shirts and fucking he, Sturges. <laughs> that's what totally backfired because he was like, "How little you know about me? I'm doing sketch comedy with my friends, and that sounds amazing. So you oversold the enemy because." I'm going to join his team. Can we go? Can you set up shop? Probably not. Like, say you and I rent a couple hogs, head to Sturgis. Obviously, mm-hmm. we don't have a storefront, but we park our two hogs in the parking lot. We, you know, you know how to rig up a table, kind of put a couple sure. boards between yep. the hogs. So it's not like we're setting up a booth, stack some shirts, make them the most. Sturgis tends to be a very conservative, uh, uh, I got our hook, baby. Yeah, we sell good. WCW Sturgis wrestling shirts. Oh, well, wait, because wait, wait. Because Carl Malone wrestled fucking yes. Dennis Rodman 
in fucking South Dakota. I got you one better because we don't own the rights to that. We don't. We want to actually make our money. We sell wrestling shirts. We we sell um uh, not Statue of Liberty. What the fuck is there? Mount Rushmore wrestling shirts. You got sure like they're breaking off the mountain, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> breaking out. Yeah. You got. You know, Washington, Jet with Jefferson in a headlock. What else is there in South uh, Dakota? You got, yeah, you got, you, we have motorcycles, wrestling motorcycles. Done. All we got to do is get a bunch of comedians and actors, which we're lousy with, with our yep. friends. Fucking president wrestling. Oh, God, that'd be so amazing. I would, that, you just. Claim <sighs> your, claim your president right now, Hansi, before, before they get gobbled up. Okay. Uh. I mean, a hundred percent. I'm taking Warren G. Harding. One hundred percent. Heel of all heels. Got to. No, got to. Or we no. give him the Henning. Make Henning I, be Warren G. I uh, give me the Rube. Who's the Rubest president? I play a good Rube. Oh, are we gonna go contemporary? Because Harding go... was a Rube, big but time. Like a, he... So he's got his yeah. Attorney General. They say ran the whole show. I can't Honestly, think of his you name. You could do a good W. I think. Yeah, I could play. Put a good your w. own little mustard on it. You sure. could do a W. I paint pictures of my fallen victims. That's what I do. I set my easel up on <laughs> them. Paint pictures and paint, paint pictures them. of your own legs. Oh man, Eisenhower! Ooh, look at these gams. Bomb drops. You got Ooh, that, all a good sorts one. of stuff. You got. Oh, you could have a Lincoln v. Booth rematch. Booth versus no. Cholgosh, Assassin's Night. Assassin's Night. <laughs> oh, that would be fucking. But because cool. the assassins meet to try and assassinate, but then they end up fighting because they stumble over each other's feet. Yeah, they're like Cholgosh NWO. Booth. Assassins yeah. NWO. <laughs> that would president. And it's just and it's just ass. So you just you sizzles right there. Oh, it's all that. God, that would be historical wrestling, man. If you could just oh. make it happen. I mean, to be honest, it is a very pitchable show, right? They did drunk history and everything. People people of our iteration, the people that still tune in to like go to ComedyCentral.com are generally people that are also reading a book on Grey Wolf, like oh I'm God. reading about how Hitler actually didn't die in the bunker. Stalin said it all the way in 1951. <laughs> It's like, wow. I'm reading a fucking history of the Middle Ages that starts at fucking 4 BC. And I'm also reading... I'm not like, even to the Middle Ages yet. This this book is wild because I was like, you know what? I need What's to get called? my you New York... What's it called? Grey Wolf? It's called Grey Wolf because that was the code name for Adolf Hitler from the Ooh, OSS was Grey Wolf name. because Hitler... Ooh, or sexy. Adolf, something something in his name means wolf. You know what else is crazy? Is all of his, he's like fucking Batman. That he stinks. In no fucking way other than the way he names his vehicles. Like his fucking helicopter was like the something wolf. His personal submarine was the something wolf. He had like layers that were called the wolf something. Like he put wolf in the names of all his shit. I had no idea. He's a fat, stinky vegetarian who has, like you said, has no connection to Batman other than, like, he has a cave and he knows how to name shit. That's right. 
the wolf wing. And they said they tested the the skull fragment that they found of Adolf Hitler that uh, the Soviet Union was holding on to. And they said yeah. it it was it tested as like a woman's DNA and not Ava Braun's. Uh, and it was a cat. It was a cat skull. <laughs> this little cat with a little mustache, oh. little suit, the Hugo Boss suit. And they're like, "We got him." I'm pretty sure that's a cat in a wig. I mean, nah, uh, nah, that's the wolf, that's the gray the wolf. wolf, baby, gray wolf. The thing, the, the not the, even a dog. He didn't even choose a dog. He was like, "My body double, this fucking cat." I, I fucking hate it. <laughs> The cat's like, no, I've had it cushy for too long sitting on his little swastika pillow. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, well, I made the the very stupid, ignorant mistake of thinking that, like, I was like, I got my Charleston uh, public library card because you can get mm-hmm. ebooks and stuff off of that with an active sure, account. Sure, yeah, like, yeah. That's my library account. I was like, oh, let me renew my New York account because... It's just a bigger library system. They'll have more books. And honestly, honest to God, throw myself under the bucks. And I was like, they'll they'll have more intellect. They'll just have a, a, a more intellectual variety, right? I was being a piece of they'll shit. They'll have all of the Game of Thrones books and not <laughs> right. just two of them. And of course, they don't. They just have all the books that Charleston Library has. And then garbage from authors that aren't <laughs> authors, like Grey Wolf. The Subway amount authors. of confidence that this non-educated <laughs> buffoon instantly, there's no hypothesis, there's no nothing, it's just, right. I don't even think there's an introduction, it's just right off the jump. So, Adolf Hitler died in Peru in 1975, and here's why. Like, it's confidence. just like, oh, alright, alright, it was a female skull, Stalin said it, so it's true. And Stalin had coffee with FDR, and True. Hitler's cat double killed FDR. <laughs> it's just so dumb. I was so I was so mis. Uh, oh, I, I love foolish. it so much. But that's the thing. Like, okay, like let's do because we talked about it. I think one of your favorite jokes and one of my favorite jokes is from Jesse Pop, where yeah. he his Elvis joke. Oh, where so he's good. Like, yeah. El, you see Elvis in the tabloids, Elvis and Bigfoot, Elvis and this, Elvis and that. Okay, let's say Elvis did live. He died in the woods in 1987. Right. He wouldn't still be alive. He wouldn't still be alive today. He, oh, his, so his ass is dead as dead can be. Right. So I'm saying, like, okay, like, let's apply that same brilliant joke to the fucking Grey Wolf. <laughs> Look, he lived in a hut. Mm-hmm. And died in South America on a fuck eating plantains. They uh um they do the same like, thing. Okay, with- he did live. He okay, let's say like the hypothesis is yes, passed the test, rat lined his ass out of fucking Germany. The Pope got him out. He didn't run for president of South America. No, no, he ended up becoming a like Joseph Mangala. Right. He just all these hideous people flirted with South American women and they're like ew you're gross he became a hay farmer and this is a guy who fucking it's it's not nearly the type of justice this person deserved and apparently the um, Israeli secret service so it says they drowned him in the ocean because a lot of people think he died of natural causes could happen either way 
probably I, died of natural causes because that's uh, right. not fair. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, you want to claim it? You want to claim the yeah. heart attack? You shot the heart attack gun at his chest. But what they do know is that he became like a hay farmer for the majority of his life. And this is from a guy who's fucking neat as a pin, you know, like uh, image was everything and power and prestige. So at least this guy had to get up at six. A son that hated him. Oh, sure. Appropriately. Like, I think he had a son and daughter. But he also has children and stuff. I feel like I got this off a podcast, so I feel like I'm... No, it, I think you're totally right. I think it's last podcast on the left did a Mangala one. You're right. You're right. Because the, one of the interesting things I heard, and it's so true across... We're talking about corporations taking over. There's still Mangala Brothers tractors, and they're like the leading selling of like farming yeah. equipment yeah, yeah. in Germany. So it's all... Like nobody got... Yeah, yeah. life isn't fair. It's garbage. But old Hitler... Shit. Hitler became a... He's like the old man in the sea. Hitler fishing that <laughs> trout in the Amazon. Oh God, that's the best. Can we do, now that you're in New York, can we do an off-Broadway play that's old man in the sea, except it's Hitler, Hitler fighting a sea? giant fish? Uh, do you know, if you and I grow goatees and put on berets and put on suit jackets with dresses, so we're artsy, yeah. and actually we have to keep straight faces... Of course, Can't do yes. Oli Lenock and Olak or whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's our well, once we crush. That's our that's follow up. That's our waiting Oli, for Lena and Enoch. Waiting for Oli. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking, that shit <laughs> sells Oli? out the Sioux Falls oh. Auditorium. Oh my god! Whatever that crummy theater was down the street from where you lived in Minneapolis, oh. that was always oh yeah. double espresso or nonsense. Yeah, I'm taking nonsense off the table. We're I'm going. doing Oli and Lenock. Oli and Lenock. No, what was it? Waiting for Oli. <laughs> Wait, <waiting laughs> it just for has Oli. a flow to it. Um, that's really, really funny. No, because so dumb because it's just one person waiting for another dumb person, and that's the whole play. I mean, yeah, Godot. I, I and then Enoch shows up. I've read Waiting for Godot so many times, and I didn't interpret it once. <laughs> of course, because not. like I, fucking, I guess this is art, which is what we need to do in selling fucking uh, Hitler and old hit old wolf. We're in doing the, the lefts belt, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, if you sell it as an artist, like people, because of the way you interpret Old Man in the Sea, which is I personally think it's a really great story. Make it Hitler. It's really on crush. the nose. Which is kind of why I like it, which is a reason I like a lot of Hemingway. I think it's a, a reason a lot of quote-unquote intellectuals find it easy to knock it down because it's mm-hmm. so simplified. Sure. But, I mean, sometimes that's all you need. It's an old man. He's fucking fighting a fish for his life. It breaks away as life tears away and he comes back and he's right. all scraps he and slowly bones. Dies. You slowly die. Okay, yeah, of course. Like... How how often do you get the fucking criticism? You fucking you got to write what you know. You got to write what you know. You got to put yourself into some your 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 fiction has to contain some truth. So fucking Hemingway literally just was like, I'm an old man, and everything I do is over fucking analyzed. So like, as I slowly die, I try to pull this thing out of the ocean, and then it gets fucking eaten to pieces. There you go. But put Hitler That's in there. Weak. Nothing but political <laughs> discourse all the just day a fucking long. Machine gun, <laughs> just fucking fishing with machine guns. Oh, 
Hitler Fishing gets with... the fish whole, beautiful fish. Oh my god, feeds it ends with him getting the fish? He feeds the village. He kills the shark with the fucking crooked ass fucking Nazi knife in his mouth. And at the end, he lays the fish down in the boat. He jumps off the boat, disappears in the water. And what comes out of the water? It's cat, Hitler mustache, sitting on the boat. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just shakes the there there you go there's all of our allegory i think yeah i think i changed my mind we talk about what we can do artistically if we had all the means and money in the world me nothing but broadway shows off the cuff nothing like fun so. fucking uh uh what what's it called uh uh empty uh uh, uh all the funds you want do mm-hmm. anything you yeah, want yeah, oh yeah you put on waiting for Oli. Anything you open, oh close, it doesn't matter. Just keep going. I have a big warehouse for all the costumes, wigs, and hats. Like Fuck, all those old yeah. Broadway fucking warehouses where they got all that cool there props and shit. There is a majesty to going to the theater. Oh yeah, and people are will watch dog shit. I've and I have seen some shit in my life and went. Actually, you know, it wasn't half bad. Because you're in this fucking beautiful theater, and you have 50 people who have spent their time memorizing lines and, like, hitting mm-hmm. cues and doing things. And you're like, this ain't so bad. Well, like, there's... I was going to say, one of the last times my family visited, my entire family visited New York, mm-hmm. my mom was like, we got discount tickets to Broadway. Oh, boy. It's a Monday. And I went, oh, that's nice. But fuck, Broadway's closed on Monday. <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. Yeah, they're dark on Monday. Nice. <laughs> so we went to this fucking off-Broadway show with this fucking woman whose photo was, like you said, Tracy Gold. It was, like, taken from the 80s when she was a bit part on fucking Who's the Boss? <laughs> and it was just one of these, like, sexual thrillers about, oh. like, a lawyer and an author and someone's cheating on someone. So we were, I was like, okay, cool. I, I love the theater. I live right. in New York. My wife is an actress. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm a performer. Like, let's do the theater. It was the fucking best. Gut waiting for fucking Guffman. Eest thing. <laughs> this woman had done the show for 15 fucking years. Nice. And then everyone in the cast were either like 17 years old or 60. Oh, I love it. And there was a scene where she, like, it culminated, like, she's, like, her husband's cheating on her friend or whatever. Like, it's just, and it's a one-setter. And the set looks like Golden Girls. (laughs) Of course, right. And she, like, lays down dying and fucking full on. She got a miniskirt on. Baby. Baby. Got the full fucking salad. She just opened her fucking legs. And the entire five people in the audience, which is my family, plus two people, got to see this old woman's vagina. Fun. Uh, Chew on that (laughs) scenery. Like, I think she's drunk. She's playing drunk, but, like, she's being too good at drunk. And then just, like, full on, like, panties scooted over. It was like, oh, that's why we love Off-Broadway, baby. That's the the thing about Off-Broadway is it's interesting. You get the old full nachos. Because off-Broadway, if you just have one off, if you just got the single off, they tend yeah, to have a we're little only dough. one avenue over. They might be working their way towards... Uh, I'm on 42nd B 
B-ish. Yeah. So it's almost worse. Like you either want fucking punk rock gutter theater because if you're just single off Broadway. Yeah, waiting. Give me waiting Hitler's, for Oli under St. Mark's. Um, because I I've seen some shows that are like okay off Broadway. There's a big theater that's right off Broadway that does like five running shows at a time. Nice theater. We saw. Uh, it was called like Waiting for Dusty. It was like a like it really wanted to be like one of those shows that's all somebody's music, you know, like they did Carol oh, King or something, right? And it just wasn't there. And there's a reason it was off Broadway. So there's something mm, leaves a bad taste oh, in your mouth because a musical is fucking hard to pull off. We know Could you do an off Broadway, but off musical. Like they do. You said, you're like, I want to do Carol King, but I can't pay for it. So I'm going to do Cheryl Queen and it's going <laughs> to kind of sound like it. <laughs> well, they so they had dust. They 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 thought they were going to get there, but they couldn't get there. They didn't get, they didn't have quite the script, you know, like it just didn't, you know, everything kind of misses uh-huh. the mark. So yeah, there's off Broadway, but then like off Broadway, we saw a, 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 something that wanted to be like bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson or not really yeah. Hamilton, but wanted to be that historical musical. And it was called Clinton, the musical cool songs were great, but didn't have the fucking money or push or mm-hmm. the caliber to get there. You so can't it's get like the squad behind it. Then you're going to have a good show. So the singers were in key, but at this point, I'd almost rather see something so over the top, like fucking Wayne Brady's in it, fucking kinky boots, like, holy shit, this is blowing my socks off. Or I want to see Gypsy on the Wings of Forever, where it's so bad. Don't give me something in the middle. I don't want to, I don't want Muzak at Kmart, man. No, we saw, like... Give me garbage or give me champagne. Friend of the pod, Ben, he was in this like series and it was like all of the richards okay so and it was like in like 32nd street on top of a fucking building like you take the freight elevator sure and it was like they're doing fucking shakespeare the way it was fucking written cool and he's fucking great in it but he's good actor starts fucking starts and the fucking richard comes out and it is the most flamboyant actor with a curly blonde wig, a little crown, and a scepter. No one can see that I'm holding my microphone the way I would hold the martini glass. But he had a scepter the size of my microphone and just would go around and be like, oh, I know that's not a line from the show. Off with his head! But it was just the most. Ash and I were like, oh, shit. There are 90 more minutes of watching this guy. Hell yeah. And I will say, I did come around as in good, questionable theater. Like, I was like, okay, you're going to do big time queen, flaming little scepter, didn't leave the scepter, would do these things like in the mirror. Sure. And I was like, oh, that's a choice. You just, it's a wig and hat show. Yeah. It's what we would do if we we had to do Shakespeare. I might think some of the choices are funny, but... Believe me, I'm on. I'm on the and same page. And then I was page. like, oh, okay, I kind of came around to it, but I just couldn't get past this little, always in the hand, this little scepter. It's like Prince John in the Disney Fox Robin Robin Hood. Like that's how he carried oh, oh, himself. Amazing. And I was like, great choice. Also insane. <laughs> well, it's fucking insane. This is I fucking have insane. 
two of my favorite off-Broadway stories. I may have told them. One is, uh, so the, the playwright Bertolt Brecht, right? German playwright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A real Oli. No, but so uh, you and I know this amazing actress, uh, Lindsay, who we worked with at Trailer Park. She's phenomenal. I've seen her in a bunch of stuff. And she's been, she's self-admittedly been in like shitty things, but she still knocks it out of the park. She's got that kind of cat-like ability. Um, But I went to a show one time and you might be able to think of the play. It was a Greek. Oh no, this is Bertolt Brecht. Or was it a Greek play? No, let me switch it. This was a Greek play about uh, there's an old Greek story about women that won't yes. have sex with the men out because they don't out of protest for going to war or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this play was an all female version of it. So everyone's played by women, which is, is this cool. The, is this is this gun dick? And they all had giant dicks, right? They all like they all had like they made their props. Sorry, I'm trying to look. No, no, no. You're gonna love where I'm going. You have no idea where I'm going. I don't think. I don't think if I told you. So they all have these giant penises, like literally, like they're like the size of stuffed animals. But they're all playing. But somebody had dropped out, and then the understudy had dropped out for like one of the main parts. Yes, and it was played by a man. You would, we saw I saw that show with you because we went right. opening night and she was like, thank you guys for coming. Also, by the way, this is an all female female cast played by all males. <laughs> like, she was the only female cast member it was left. So weird. It was so strange. Because oh, the whole point and uh, that you're totally right. Lysander, were- Lysander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belaboring. Right. It's like based on like a like a Celtic prince like a celtic queen or something yeah yeah oh that one the greek one about the dicks and the guns oh yeah yeah yeah. that i feel like that makes its rounds pretty quick quite often i remember being in minneapolis and just people that i worked with at the starbucks were like yeah yeah i gotta i gotta show uh we're doing that lysander whatever the fuck it's called it was like and we'd like we have guns for dicks and I was like, ah, on the nose. Good. I mean, you know, George W. Bush is in office right now. And I was like, okay, good, good stuff. And I uh, will say, Lysistrata, 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 whatever it is. Yeah. God, I do remember that because we were like, ooh, good show. And it was like, and playing the part of Lysistrata is Marvin. <laughs> he was, and he was, you know, he good on good. Marvin. He jumped in. He wasn't. He like, because he came in late in those lines and shit. And you're already <laughs> looking at him because you're like, why in the fuck is this guy it's in it? It is. Oh, there's. I got it. That's waiting for Oli. Waiting for Oli is Lysistrata, except Oli showed up 10 minutes ago. Oh, just like an Oli and would. Everybody else. That's was the best part about that show is everybody else acted their fucking ass off. Sure. To a fucking statue. That one. Uh, when do we eat? You know, or whatever the fucking lines were. Like, I saw. Oh, oh, Lefsa. That's good stuff. And it's always like, and good on that dude for jumping in. Good on Lindsay for still crushing her part. Show must go on. And I know people that'd be like, I'm not fucking going on. Just fucking do it. It's an experience. You know, we had we had a laugh about it afterwards. I remember. But also don't go to. I went to another one of her shows and I've never been so uncomfortable 
because I went, I won't say any names here. I went with somebody who was already very hoity-toity regarding art, mm-hmm. very yeah. critical. And so I went and it was like off, off Broadway theater. I think this was the Bertolt Brecht one. And it was a small fucking theater. And he kept saying shit out loud, like criticizing the show while it was going out loud <laughs> to the point where our friend who invited us to go see the show looked at us and was like, come on, just stop. I know, but fucking. And then I had to, she mentioned to later, she's like, no, I heard you guys talking during the play. I was like, I wasn't fucking talking. It wasn't me. I didn't but it's that. always, always the Rube gets it. Oh, man. That switches to my favorite. Get in there real quick, and it's all about the show must go on. It's uh, uh, like family to me now. We laugh about it. Uh, Meg's cousin, Colin, he's a great actor. We went out to see one of his shows, and he'd been crushing this show. And fucking last minute, you know, somebody drops out, but it was a big fucking part. And it was a show about um, evolution and the Bible. So all these monkeys kind of evolve into the uh, story of Genesis and like the garden of Eden and everything. So they're like, like, what is that apple? Who are these humans? And then, but like, just like, uh, King Louie from fucking, (laughs) (laughs) I want to be a man, a man, uh, from fucking Baloo or whatever. (laughs) This guy comes out. He's the only older actor, very theatrical, but he's filling in for the part. He was the understudy already. Fucking not a stitch off book. This was a fuck. We this was a opening night. You put your fucking fifteen dollars down. You got a full house. Came out his script. I could <laughs> see his lines because they were highlighted, and Just he was so bad in the pauses. <laughs> like he wasn't even like you know. You see people do like their lines in a rehearsal. You're not maybe not off book, but you just happen but to have it in your hand. Put right? some mustard on it. This guy's fucking. He didn't know that person's line or his line. It was so hard to watch because everybody else was busting their chops off, their acting chops. And this guy's so you like build to this well fucking of long like, delays. no, what is this apple? I don't know what this apple is. What is this? This dude was fucking read a couple cues, my friend. Uh Oh, yeah. Apple. Yeah, yeah. No. What is this apple? It was like the it's vagina. repunctuation. uh, there's one point he kind of like sometimes when we would be having like a sketch meeting justy you'd like look over and we'd all be kind of like in like a meeting room and then i'll be like justy's on like a beanbag we didn't even know we had a beanbag but he's just in like the corner (laughs) chilling (laughs) at one point this guy's just delivering lines i'm like that guy's supposed to be in that part of the scene but he's just sitting sitting in in the the corner of the fucking (laughs) stage at the concession stand oh god that and of course for me that made my like a uh, fucking skin crawl thinking about oh, like that's course, what you have yeah. nightmares as a performer about oh, right of course. yeah yeah showing up you're the understudy so you don't fucking mm-hmm. open your fucking script once and then it's the night of and they're like you're in buddy oh. <laughs> no it reminds me of like back in when we were living in minneapolis like i was dating this girl and she was had been from the acting program in minneapolis mm-hmm. and this is before we had ever done a show so my only frame of reference to performance was either A, debate in high school, or B, Odyssey of the Mind, also in high school. Sure. Which is like so a, I, But uh, we were like in the process of creating 
what would be jerk practice. Figuring it out. And she was like, oh, no, we're going to go see my friends at this thing. And it was like an off. I basically describe it as a fringe festival show Mm -hmm. that couldn't make the cut. Got it. So it's in a totally cool place, like fucking old, you know, fucking auto repair place that's now a theater. Very cool. Yeah. There's a ton of people. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, I'm going to see performance. And it was just the greatest independent theater experience because it's just like very open heart monologues about trauma. So I was like, oh, this is raw. Oh, this is a scene about, okay, well, I'm glad you're working it out. And then it culminated this dude, and now it's crystallized in my brain. And I don't know if I ever told you this story, but it's the most jerk practice <laughs> performance piece of fucking theater I've ever seen. It was a guy with, like, a fucking long goatee. No mm-hmm. mustache, the classic. Oh, boy. Chin, yeah. chin dog, goatee. Comes out in a robe. He has his jaw... And head saran wrapped, but part of the saran wrap is he has a a fucking pineapple on his head. Okay. And then he gets his thesis about what's going to happen. Some weird music starts playing. He disrobes. He is completely (laughs) naked. Yeah, baby. And this piece is uh, some sort of protest piece to which he very herky jerky hunky monkey tries to destroy the pineapple that's shellacked to his own head but because it's performance piece the pineapple's too tough of course so he can't, like punctuate the like oh and he's fucking hurt. naked <laughs> going for it. he's fucking naked so his little dick and balls are just fucking swinging uh. in his patchy hair and he's got like a decent physique sure that's even worse but it's like, I think he thought he had a better physique than he exactly, had. Exactly, that's why Which doesn't look great when you're punching a pineapple on your fucking forehead. Nope, it and would work better like, if he was He wasn't obese. strong enough to break this pineapple. Yeah, that's hard to do. Which also makes you feel more inadequate as you, as the, I watch this man like shrivel <laughs> like a God. raisin in the sun on stage. Because he's just like, then he's screaming, then you overcompensate. Sure. By going way hard, way savage, but then when that doesn't pay off, you just end up ripping the pineapple off of your sweaty face, and he got the fucking it. zits from the fucking, like, the sweat from the saran wrap, oh, and then you're like, oh, okay. So, Did it, was it worth it? I, you know, I hope those girls... That saw our second show, who had nothing but our show right after, sorry, after the show that they were so thrilled about because it was pop yeah. culture heavy and a musical and oh, Gypsy man. on the Wings. And then they came to saw our next show, which was, I, I don't remember what it was. to a rocket. Yeah. It was. I was like, I've never gotten nicer things said to me by women that I don't, that aren't in my family. Right. And I was like. I know we're on the right track, baby. Come to our next show. And we just went fucking way inside weird. We just went. If if it's possible that we could have got any weirder. I think it was a show called How Do You Feel About Murder? Right? Where we wake up on stage and we're late 
or was it, was it Fattest meta. Twins? No, Fattest Twins was pre. Yeah. How do you feel about murder? Yeah, that one. That one was a little bit of a a session with the old analysts. I think <laughs> there was a lot of sketches yeah. about working. We were working things out. <laughs> That's Hans, exactly is your mom the in the audience? Because my mom's in the audience. That was the one. That was the one. I hate my job. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Because yeah. we were on the precipice of leaving. Working so we're like, out. let's burn it all down, motherfucker. You're right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And we put Or that... the 20 minute long sketch. I love this sketch to fucking death because I just love the conception of it and I loved rehearsing it because it just got weirder and more fun and strange, but the fucking jetpack sketch. Yeah, that's the one we definitely did it that night, yeah. That was like a 10-minute long sketch about you and I being mafiosos, which now, in the, sadly, we've lost a few of those fellas, but like digging a ditch for our fellow mafioso and then because he's too ostentatious, he just shows up with a jetpack. So, I love it. <laughs> but it was so much fun because we were like, we played, which fits into our, our discussion about independent theater. It was like, yes. we got so into the minutia of it. We're like, well, you would, we should jump over where the grave is. So then you and I spent half the sketch jumping. like fleet-footed deer jumping over a fake <laughs> grave instead of doing our lines. Exactly. And doing our lines while which we're is jumping. a mafioso with a fucking jetpack. Which is why I I hope somewhere out there in Oli and Lena land, these women have a podcast and they're also in the multiverse discussing. Remember that crazy show we saw? Like, oh, yeah, it was those guys at that first show we liked. They and the next pajamas? one was about a jetpack. And they did like two minutes on, I guess, a parody of root beer schnapps where they just said toot beer schnapps. <laughs> it's a homeless guy at a fucking. <laughs> oh, man class reunion i stand by all these sketches of course we fumbled the ball on some of them sure but there's a good seed in there always a good seed there was that um that might have been where we did bargain with the beast lord it's a good sketch yeah we fucking one man we tried we fucking kept putting that one in our rucksack and pulling it out every chance we could wrote i wrote thrash metal (laughs) songs for that sketch it's fun it's a it's not just a sketch it's a universe oh man that's a good one where the fucking metalheads sell their soul to jesus it's so good it's so fun music there we go um what was i gonna say i'd put something up oh I fucked up last week. Correction to all you listening on the podcast. When I said uh, New York was a smooth, easy ride. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Not but (laughs) I'm back, baby. Not but three hours from whence I hung up this podcast with Casey. Did I hop on my bike? It's going to be my first bike ride in. To the city, going over the bridge. I'm back to it, baby. I'm going to go teach some yoga, make some new friends, get some mindfulness, spread some love. Fucking hop on my bike. <laughs> my bike. <laughs> like, my chain is so worn Did down. Did you just unchain it from where you left it when you left? So it was just chained to the same rusty ass fucking <laughs> well, it sat light in, post? Uh, it sat in Charleston in a garage, rusting for three and a half years. <laughs> um, it, yeah. But that wasn't even it. And it, it came with me. This bike, I had to fight 
to bring it with because our U-Haul was so full. But I know how much I fucking hate the subway. So I was like, this bike is fucking going. So last minute, my brother helps. We take the fucking pedals off. And it's a nice bike. Like, I I probably even talked about on here how much it's like a, a part of me because I fought so hard to, like, get it at a deal and, like, wheeling and dealing and finding, like, parts and stuff. Um, Take the wheels off and just... And just shut that U-Haul door and I'm like, that's not opening until we get back. So I'm until sure it, it probably pops yeah. on the drive or <laughs> exactly. So I'm sure it didn't do it any justice. But I put it all back together, give it a little spit shine. Oh, back tire's flat. That's to be expected. Let me order a tube. So I order a tube. This is all pre where I'm getting at. Pre pre last podcast. Put an inner tube on there. Uh, get her all filled up. I got a nice uh, air compressor for the car in case something ever happens. Let me give an extra toots on those tires. Keep oh, nice and firm. Need a little extra. Give it a little extra bump juice. Bar. So we finished the podcast. I head into the city. I'm not biking, but five minutes before I go over like a girder or something and just, yeah. you know, you don't kind of, it wasn't like. I didn't like skid out, but I just noticed I'm going a little slower. Look back, flattest tire you ever saw. Fucking so like, Hollywood right. Hulk Hogan threw the bag of tacks out. On the exactly. Fucking- I was like, what did I hit? Like, I, um, so I'm like, all right. Well, now I'm haven't been in the position of like I'm obligated to be somewhere for work. I've got a bike. <laughs> I'm biking to work. <laughs> I'm still reestablishing myself to the city. No fucking way am I humping this bike oh, onto a is subway. Is this your first instance of being able to use the subway as an excuse? The goddamn trains. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking that, it's too, It's like right? your first instance back. You're like, well, I got to blame the goddamn subway. I got a flat on my bike. They're like, yeah, fucking asshole. Um, Should have taken so I'm the like, goddamn train. I got enough time. I know this route well enough that they have pump stations. There's... Mm-hmm. A lot of bike shops in oh New York God, just have yes. air compressors on the outside, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something Take they offer. Take a toot off the old. Take a toot. And there's a well, there's a great bike shop run by this guy named Cologne. And it's called LIC Bikes. And he was right at the base of Queensboro Bridge. I was like, mm-hmm. well, I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. far from that. I walk the bike about 10 minutes. I'll just use his air compressor. I'll even say hello. That guy was always great to me. Course closed, pandemic. Actually, I, I ended up going back and looking up because I was like, maybe they moved or something. They closed pre pandemic because they said City Bike actually put them out of business because that dude rented bikes at the base of the bridge oh, for people okay. that were staying in like Queens that wanted to ride yeah. into the city. Yeah, yeah. It makes perfect sense. And if you're now like taking city bike, you just don't have to worry about getting your bike fixed. Just this and that. throw in the fucking ocean. And it's all city bike now, Case. I know when you lived here, is you it? saw city bike. It is yeah, all yeah. city bike. Literally at the base of the Queensboro Bridge, there is, uh-huh. you know, you'd see like a section of like, and for those sure. that don't know, city bikes are just six bikes. Rent a, rent a spot bikes where you scan it your phone. It is the grossest thing in the world. It's city bank, the bank. But- Bikes. Owns bike stations to exactly. chisel out a few more fucking dollars out of the fucking rest of us if they can't get us on fucking interest rates. Right. And they get yeah. a fucking bike. And they'll fucking push these bike owners, except for the. I'll get to it. And uh, so I'm like, fuck, I don't have an air compressor. Oh, but city bike stations, I, 
speaking of city bike, yeah. they yeah. they're so big now that they actually have little maintenance stations, an air compressor, and then like a little like thing on like a chain of like tools and stuff. Like, all right, only the bigger ones, but they have. So I go over. There's one city bike. There's literally two long ones at the the base of the bridge. Fucking air compressor taken apart like <laughs> gutted, wood, like gutted, gutted <laughs> for parts. I was like, it's not broken. It's like literally, and like, what do you get from taking out like you know shoe screws from these every? And I ran into another one. Fucking gutted, like the end, Fucking like New screwed. Uh, like, what do you? What could you possibly get? And I was like, oh yeah, New York isn't like. I'm getting one over on you. There's nothing economical about it. It's just like the city's so chaotic, you want to contribute to it or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like if the city's been on your neck too long, you want to at least poke it in the eye. This is mine. No, and also it just like that. I don't, it's not the same, but it was like, and I know we've talked about it on the podcast before, but it was like when we first moved to New York. It was the thing that we both like, we like elbowed each other. And I was like, did you, have you been noticing this? I've noticed this. It's like every hole. Oh yeah. Is yeah. full of garbage. Same. It's, still. It could be a pothole full of garbage. It could be the base of a street light that's knocked open. So there's nothing in it, but empty space full of fucking trash. Full. It could be construction on the subway. The boards broke full of fucking garbage. Orange cone. Full of garbage. Orange cone, full of garbage. If it's if it's tipped over, full of fucking garbage. I will, and it's just, I think it's the same. Th- I think you're right. It's just that like, fuck it. I need something. I need something today. There's something. I'm gonna throw my garbage in this. I'm gonna throw my garbage in this fucking pit. Fuck you. I'm filling that pit with trash. That's the. Th- I can't tell you how many. Well, I can tell you multiple times i'd say over five times have i seen younger kids they just happen to be younger kids littering but like really bizarre i think i've said it so again shame on me i've said it like when i was living in charleston i was like i've seen people litter all the time fucking new york filthy with them snickers literally like eating a snickers and then just throwing it on the ground i was like it's fucking is that I and it's no better than just shoving it in the first hole you find, but it's but at least it's very peculiar. Um, all right, no, you're that's weird. It is like right. The social contract is that thin now. I where think it's it, like cool I think to that's throw it. your trash. I think wherever that's it. the fuck you want. That's it. Everything is I so depersonalized now. You have you don't you no longer order from Meg and I went to a restaurant we love yesterday. And I was like, I get it, I get it, but it's a bit much where you sit outside, you scan, oh, Champ's Diner, everybody that is oh, a yeah, long time yeah, listener, yeah. Oh, you yeah. scan your table. You wear your Warner Brothers ball cap. Wear your Warner Brothers ball cap. Dashiki. Two boots. What? What's the new thing now? Uh, oh, yeah, bikinis. Um, which is, again, <laughs> right? It's summer, it's hot. Um, bikini. <laughs> lousy with bikinis. Lousy with bikinis. You scan it. Uh, it. The menu comes up. You're, we were table two, so it comes up table two order. You put in your order. You click if you want utensils and shit. And you place your order. Tip on the order. And they just come out with like a to-go bag for you to unpack your to-go food to sit at their restaurant. Do they not allow you to sit inside? Is Champs just none? 
No, no, they ha- they have seating inside. Oh, this is just for like the outdoor gotcha. seating. Gotcha. But I think it was just my, I think it just exemplifies like the depersonalization that happened everywhere. But that a lot of people are like, I think I'll I'll keep that because it's uh-huh. easy because yeah. interacting with people can be weird, and I like a more sterile interaction. Oh boy, I got a fucking story for you, sir. Let me get uh, let me get on the bridge once here. you're once you're finished. Let, I, I last podcast I told how uh, New York came and kissed me on the neck, yep. and then oh, yeah. New York grabbed me by the neck, removed its After lips, and bent my ass over. Um, <laughs> so I'm walking. I'm like I'm just gonna fucking walk because I know on the other side of the Queensboro Bridge, there's a bike shop that's got to be open. It's like it's been there for a hundred years. Yeah, sure enough, I get over. It's a fucking haul. By the way, I had to buy because I'm an old man. My so I couldn't figure out why the end of sidetrack real quick. Why the end of last week? I was like, I need a fucking nap. Like every day, I'm like, I'm so tired. It's because I exercised and rode my bike for the first time in like four years because I had to practice for like the yoga sequence. I had Uh to teach yoga. And I did it twice, so then there's practice in there, and then I rode my bike, well, walked my bike in fucking vans, low tops, <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I am so tired, because I was- fucking tired. Yeah. Uh, so I'm walking the bike, sweating. If anybody can picture Queensboro Bridge as you're walking over, there's one bike lane with two bike lanes of traffic, and then the other side, the next lane, is pedestrians, but- you and I, I think even talked last week. Don't I wouldn't begrudge a delivery person making their bike into an e-bike. It's just a little bar that you know hooks yeah. up to a little battery. Makes yeah. But now they fucking pushed it. The size of the scooters you saw. I would have thought we were in. I, I thought India. I thought Indy and his dad passed me <laughs> in their sidecar. It was so fucking. These fucking scooters are Vespa scooters. I was like, these, you guys are fucking, I love it. You're pushing it, but you're fucking buzzing me as I'm huffing and puffing, walking my bike in the pedestrian side. So should I be walking in the bike side with the bike pedestrian side? I'm getting sweaty. I, right, exactly. Where, where is the line? Where's like, the line? You are walking with a vehicle. Exactly. You are a pedestrian. Get on the other side. I make it. Bike shop's open. See the air compressor? About to go grab the compressor? Fucking, this guy was an amateur, but you would have thought he was Lance Armstrong's avatar. Tight hat, (laughs) fucking shirt with numbers on it, with the little pocket in the back for, it should have been for an air pump, but it wasn't. Fucking, he had to unclip his feet from his shoes, you know? Oh, the clip. He's clipped. The clip. But then, from his back patch, you know what he pulls out? A fucking tire gauge. This pump is for a guy like me whose ass is late for work, who just gets needs to get enough juice in his tire to get his ass there. To go hump some boxes to, somewhere. Yeah. So, but this guy, I'm just standing there. I'm going, wow, New York, you're back. Because I'm going, fucking come on, dude. He's fucking putting the tiniest little... You either and then need he air or you don't need air. It's it's very binary. This guy yes or no. is fucking trying to get the perfect oh, amount of like just bounce or ride, and he's looking at me. And at the, I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, that's our that's our Maybe one. You pump. Let me go, and then we can. And switch. then no. 
And then he's still doing it. And then he takes it off. I'm like, all right. He goes to the front tire. I was like, this asshole need a little juice in his back tire. But now he wants to make sure his front tire. So then he gives me a look. And like, sorry. like, what do you want? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> and I give him the sorry, fucking I'm thorough. Look. Excuse like, me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then he's doing it and he puts his little tire gate and he goes, I don't think this guy's giving me any air. I went, dude, you got to let me in Get there. The I just need I... to put some juice in my back tire. He's like, I'm all, all right. And then he's like, it's just not giving me any air. Give me a second. And he goes around to ask the guy who's already like, you using my free fucking air? He's like, I don't you think don't it's working. Here. You I don't use my bike shop, you fuck. Wedge in. I don't know what, I don't know what kind of, it just pop it. Put the air in my tire and fucking back on the road. Took two seconds. I make it, you know, I'm about 15 minutes away from my destination. I make it about nine minutes. And then I fucking bike the way, the rest of the way there on a flat tire. Like, I just don't fucking care. Get there. Walk it home. Because at this point, I get to the the bike scene. I was like, I'll fucking walk to that bike shop. I'll get enough juice to get over the bridge. Because if Mm -hmm. you can picture the bridge, guys, it's a... Um, it's quite a hump to get up there. It's quite an incline, but then you can coast. And I was like, you... just give me enough juice to get up the incline, cross the bridge, nine, I'll though. coast down. Fine. Fucking. <laughs> that bike flats. shop's it's closed. Like they used to keep the compressor out 24 hours. They fucking lock that shit up now. So, oh, all right. So I just See walk what they it do over. To city, city bike stations. Animals yeah. in this town. Exactly. Right. Uh, just walking it. I get back. There's a guy in a city. I get back on the other side of the bridge. There's a guy in a city buck bike truck who like is a maintenance guy for city bikes. Yeah. I'm like, like this guy's I'm walking by him. I go, dude, crazy question. Do you got a bike pump on you? He goes, it's not crazy. I got a bike pump. I was like, may I use it? He goes, of course. And I was like, Thank you need you. to open a, an account with Citibank <laughs> I, I was like, this guy's being so nice. Nope, sure <laughs> enough, pulls out the pump. It's a hand pump. I was like, oh, this is going to take a minute because I didn't preface it, but the tire I put in there is like a self-sealing tube, which is why I got like an extra nine minutes. So I was like, I just need mm-hmm. this guy to self-seal one more time to get me home. I'm pumping yeah. it. He's talking to me. He's like, you know, last time I was over here, Somebody needed a yada yada. He's like, I'm like the angel for people in the city. I'm like, yeah, you're being my angel, dude. I'm pumping it up. He's like, you getting juice in there? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting air. I'm getting air. And I was like, you know what? He's like, keep going. I'm like, no, this is enough. I just need to get a little little ways farther. Fucking rope-a-dope. I'm like, you're the best. Thank you so much. I'm going away, but just enough for him to be out of sight, 30 seconds, because the type of valve I have is a Presta valve. And for those of you that don't know, it's not your standard bike valve. You have to open up a secondary valve to let the air in, and then you close up that secondary valve gotcha. to hold the air in. To lock it. Yeah. To lock it in. The traditional valve is just, it just holds the air in regardless. Right. Didn't fucking close that. So now, I fucking, now any bit of residual air. So now my tire is off. The the tube is in two pieces. The tire is on the side, interacting with the chain. I'm just like, fuck. So I end up having to walk it the whole way home. And whole ordeal that was literally from my door to the place I got to work is 22 minutes to and from. I left at five. Hours. I got home at 10. <laughs> you got home the next day. It is fucking crazy. And I got to tell you, like, about halfway to my house is 
I'm loving my neighborhood. About halfway away from it. They're looking for a guy in yoga shorts and a fucking tire flapping on the fucking rims. Fucking A. So, alright, so the city gets me, but the city folk wait for the next day. Because I'm like, alright, I just put a new tube. I feel like I've dealt with this before. Maybe my rim is a little bent and it like fucked the tube up. Find, I was like, I'm going to find the bike guy. I want to do a local guy in the neighborhood. I wanted to be my guy. Mm-hmm. It's called, uh, yeah. I won't even say names or whatever. But So I find the guy around the corner. Should have known right off the jump. Just a little sticky pad on there. They're supposed to open up at 10. Open up a little later. No specifics, nothing. Just, all right. I was like, well, indie owned. Maybe somebody, you yeah, know, man. Eh, set your st- own hours. Maybe somebody had a flat. Who knows? Clientele. So I parked you know? my bike and I was like, all right, well, I'll, I was walking with Ruby. I'll, I'll, I'll walk her back to the house and I'll go back and pick up the bike if they're open. F- fine. If not, I'll go down the street. Ah, they're open back up. I go in. I'm like, hey, guys. I was like, you know what? My bike popped. I know I need a new tube, but, you know, like, what do you say to like a tune up? I was like, I use this every day. They're like, man, I, sh- I fucking know that look in the eye they see me coming go. i got a backwards like in the door <laughs> they're like this ain't chai town buddy <laughs> i just take a look at it and i'm like so you know like just just needs some love take a take some take a take a peek at it and they're like <laughs> 120 is my basic tune-up and i was like all right all right all right 120 i can do 120 and they're like but that's the basic tune-up I'll call you with, and I was like, but I've already, he's got his hand on the handle now. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck my fucking weak willed rudeness. Oh, my wiper and the, fluid on this bike. He fucking got it, and he's like, inner tubes extra. And I was like, of course. It's like, but that's cheap. That's cheap. And I'm like, all right. And he's like, Thursday, I can have it to you by Thursday. I'm like, man, Cologne, who I mentioned Thursday. previously in the podcast, shout out. God, I hope he's got his, he's fucking tuned me up. He'd call me later in the day. And I feel Isn't like. Isn't a bike the most basic piece of machinery? Yeah, it should be. Like, to do yeah. it more than one day. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. a gear on a thing with a chain. It's been around longer than any other form of transportation. I don't know how to fix a bike or tune a bike up, but I know the basics of machinery. Right. When if you go, ah, uh, next week. I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> As what I, are you doing? So I'm like, all right. I, I, I have gotten a tune up. There is like, it's just like a basic. You do it like once a year or back in the day when I wrote it. They just grease the chain. They'll replace sure. links in the chain if they're eaten up. Pretty basic. Think Cologne charged me like eighty bucks for a full tune-up, so I'm like one twenty times a change. You went from eight dollars, like you were riding no, bikes 80, in 1912. 80. Oh yeah, yeah. eighty. I think no, you said eight. eight. But still, like, one twenty. I was like, shit. fuck. No wonder this guy went out of business. So I'm like, all right. And then I'm leaving, and a guy comes by with a flat back tire, and he's like, just the tube, just the tube. And the guy's like, all right, come back in twenty minutes. Seven bucks. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Seven bucks. <laughs> I was like, why didn't I fucking just? I probably just need the tube because, as I prefaced, I put a little too much air in it. He's gonna Anyways, put a little fucking extra vino fucking, on the fucking chain for I you. I go I'm back like, out. I can do that. I'm like fucking Thursday. Great. Now I got to take the subway into work today. It's Tuesday. I got to go back in the city. Whatever. Hop on. The, it's a quick ride. 
Uh, but I got my so for those of you that don't know, bike key in New York. If you got a nicer bike, you should have a personalized bike key because that's the only key that can take off your front tire. It's specific to oh, your right. right? Yeah, yeah. So you you can't just like take a screwdriver and take your tire off or an Allen wrench. I was like, oh, I know they're gonna need that key. I come back, I go, guys, you're gonna need that key. And he does one of these, does one of these to me. He goes, I'm looking at the bike and puts the prayer hands. He goes. You got to let me change the chain. You need a new cartridge. Like, please. And I was like, oh, oh if it needs no. it. He's giving no, me the prayer. No, don't give me the, the fucking prayer hands. Come on, man. I oh. need to make sure your bike is good. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to burn your shop down. So you I'm like, I am fucked. Because I do know how much a cartridge and a chain cost me before. And that was like 60 bucks with a good deal. So I'm like, I'm getting Oh, and dad's on the hook for a lot of it. yoga classes in the Cherokee <laughs> Louise. Oh, so I'm like, oh, fucking hell. I was like, but you know what? It's New York. I'm going to make sure this guy knows that he's my guy. You do me right. I do you right. Oh, he's going to love that. I keep, I have a that's what Meg said. And you're both right. So <laughs> I fucking. Oh, good. Now I got to deal with you every fucking month. Thanks. He gives me fucking. A slip that says Thursday after three o'clock. All right. I, Meg and I had to, we're in the car. We had to go do something. It's like two 30. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Meg, that bike shop is two blocks. Let me just, (laughs) I'll just go in and grab, there's no way. I'm going to pop in and I'll grab it. And you know what? If it's not ready, I'll just come back. She's like, but it's after just, just go back out and yeah. So, by the way, I know these guys' names now. Let's just say their names are Victor and Kevin. Oli, Lena. Let's say their names are Oli and Lena. <laughs> and we've met once. And they've prayed me and the bike. And I've already Ooh. got a bad feeling about the, the pay. So, I go, I go to open the door, but it's locked. And it's locked because it's like they buzz you in. Because whatever. I don't know. They they're, they're just buzz you in. It's, it's strange. And I walk in foolishly and I go, run in numbers behind and the bike I see Oli in the back with a bike. <laughs> I see Lena next to him with a shower cap on, by the way. That's <laughs> classic Lena. Classic Lena. And I see my bike next to Lena. He's got a bike upside down. I see my bike next to Lena. Fucking cobwebs on it. It hasn't moved an inch. And it was in the way. So I'm like, what the fuck? But. That's my process, but I come and I go, Ole, Lena, Hans, the bike. And he just goes, you're next after three. And I go, okay. But then I still walk up because I left my water bottle. And I go, my water bottle. And I walk back out and I'm like, fuck, now he's fucking already like, oh, one, yeah, yeah. didn't make the connection. Two, now this guy's got me on the hook as the fucking... He's leaving the rotten connections pile. Yeah. So he's like, ah, this fucking guy thinks he's fucking cool, can come in, get his bike early, thinks he knows my name. Whatever you want, like you're paying me to do something, fuck you, dude. He's like, I was already going to fucking fleece this doofus. (laughs) This guy's fucking, sure enough, I get the fucking call, and you're going to need new brake pads on the back. I mean, Ooh. new brake pads. brake pads, give me. <laughs> Fucking brake pads, gear alignment, da 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 da. So, what do you think the quote I got for this bike fix is? Yeesh, Louise. Not quote. Here's what I've no, done. What you're, the, the, you got the bill. You better of sale come pick it up. You. you can quote me. 
You keep that. What I have a feeling is uh, my response would have been, keep that fucking bike, motherfucker. It's your bike now. Oh, oh fuck. You said 80 bucks at your classic. Classic. A guy you can trust. Guy I trust. Toonie. They gave you 120. Do Cartridge at the old place, 60 bucks. Am I going 350? I'm going three. 300. You are $2 over. Cause so I get quoted two seventy eight or something. I'm like, motherfucker. But I'm like, what's done is done, Rube. You know fucking better. That's a fucking car payment, by the way. How rickety is that bike now? (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, I fucking I was like, this thing better be fucking gleaming, cause you know I'm online. Touch. That's too much touch. Like that is your bike. You've ridden it. You know how it rides. Everybody's got their like. Oh, it just, it's this. And then you compensate. Yeah. They monkeyed with that motherfucking bike. Fucking show up. I got a 278 quote. Fucking, fucking shaking, pulling out my thing. Oli, Lena, you're my guys now. You're my guys expecting maybe a, give him a 20. Give him, give him those back brake pads off. Fucking leer, done. leering at me. Uh, Not only done, goes, I had to do the front brakes. You got to add the front brakes. They were, pfft. They were bad. So she's like, oh, not two, two, two ninety eight cash charge, sir. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I was too much off when they chisel you. Fucking shit. I was like, that. welcome does to that New York, baby. Ride like a dream? It does. Is it, it still does. a little bit? It okay. does. Okay. It does. And But it, it's you'd think I'd learn better. So I got a sure buddy. stop those brakes, though. You're flying off the front. They are fucking <laughs> tight. They are beautiful. I did give it a test ride. I'm not going to drop their name because whatever. I think personally, I think they overcharge. You can look online and see that maybe technically I'm in the realm of whatever, but it's New York. I made the mistake of you always know a guy because sure enough, I got an awesome friend here, Nelson. I get in the car. I'm like, I had to get my bike fixed. He's like, you know, he's like, he's like, I got my two bikes. He's like, everybody rides bikes now because delivery guys, they set up service stations on the corners to service each other so they don't get gouged. He's like, I know my guys, my cousin. Da, da, da. He's Amazing. like, I got these two bikes in the back, fully tuned up, 30 bucks total. I was like, <laughs> but now, you know, you got to get you know. rooked once. You got, but I've been rooked like... my, for the last 15 years. I got a built in <laughs> forgetter. The day I was born. <laughs> I'm Mrs. Rook, my fifth grade teacher. <laughs> Fucking oh, a. Amazing. Oh, and then if if New York wasn't like giving me a little pat on the buns, like go park your fucking bike, asshole. They went. Uh, you know what? It's gonna rain real hard tomorrow. Fucking our basement apartment. I'm like, damn, damn. it's raining out hard. I fucking look out my kitchen window. So you go down this long driveway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go down yeah, yeah. this long oh, fucking God. driveway. This long I saw slope. the video. <laughs> and you, I'm like. Holy shit! Because so there's nobody in the apartment across from us, but it's an identical building uh, where they could rent that apartment next to us. Mm. We're, it's called a basement, but ground level, whatever. Yeah, down a slope, You're on an incline. Call it whatever. I'm on an incline. I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh, that fucking rain is Ooh. an inch and a half from their fucking doorway, and I'm like, and our doorway is farther down. It goes incline, kind of levels out their do- doorway. <laughs> Keeps leveling out our doorway. And then what in my basic engineering mind should go, she should keep 
de- declining a little bit. Just we run her off. But she inclines back up a little bit more. <laughs> so it's literally a pool. And I'm like, fuck. So I look out ours and I'm like, there's an inch. Ours is like a fucking inch. And I was like, this is a heavy rain. But this isn't a long, heavy rain, if you know what I mean. I've seen heavier, much heavier, much longer. I'm like, fucking, we are going to get fucking fucking wet. So I have to hump out to the drain. Uh I was going to say, check that drain. The drain's full of fucking bullshit. Fucking vape cartridges and fucking (laughs) stickers and fucking I voted stickers and Snickers wrappers, callback and all this bullshit. So I got to fucking walk out. The fucking rain is over my ankle and I'm digging out fucking garbage and twigs and shit. I'm like, motherfucker. So you're going to get a flood cast. You get some flood insurance. They're like, flood insurance doesn't cover... So, like, the only reason I would need thank you insurance company, it's the New York of fucking uh, offerings. Just give you another little kiss right on the chin and then fucking right under your butt chin. They fucking... (laughs) uh, uh, They're like, we'll cover your belongings up to a certain amount. I was like, I don't have belongings. I have no belongings. I don't care. Right. But, like, renter's insurance and insurance are stuff, you know, like... The big thing is they'll cover you if you have to leave your apartment sure, because you're homeless. Right. That's what insurance to me means, especially renter right. insurance, because you you can't go to your upstairs because you don't have one. So you need a place to go. Right. But it's flood like insurance. It's like Hurricane Sandy rolls through yeah. and then it's like, oh, there's 10 feet of water. I can't hey, be here. What am I going to do? nice. I can't live in my car because it just floated away. There uh, go my books. Exactly. All my books. Yeah. <laughs> so flood insurance doesn't cover. It's called like cost of living damages or something. So I was like. Have they priced it out? Like New York is like, nah, nah. Flood doesn't happen. Not in the city. Right. No right. flood insurance. What's crazy is I looked so up like, like Well, FEMA. actually it floods every two to three years because of the fucking Every year now. So you should get fucking flood insurance. Literally, guys, you can go on and see the rain I'm talking about that happened on Saturday, uh, the 16th, and you'll see a bunch of apartments flooding. Sure. Like, already, yeah, and it yeah. was just like a heavy rain. Um, but you look up the FEMA map and like 99% of New York, which is surrounded by water for whatever reason, I don't know who fucking pays FEMA is in like a low risk flood zone. (laughs) And then there's a bunch of asterisks by idiots that fucking get their bike fixed around the corner and live in basements in Queens. They're like, that one floods. (laughs) No, no, deeper hole. You need to live in a deeper hole. You asked your landlord why you need to replace the floor, right? (laughs) Oh, well. It'll be interesting. I know. I know. I guess the one thing I had was, you'll appreciate this because having spent a good portion of your life in the service industry, Mm -hmm. uh, people like a deal. People love a good deal. Get one over on the man. I will say Columbus likes a deal. A little bit more zealously than other places that I have lived. Okay. Um, we just uh, there. It's a thing called Burger Week. Mm. So all it is is you you get the privilege of paying seven dollars for one hamburger. Of course, sounds right. Yeah, that, I gotcha. that's cheaper than a hamburger with French fries because that's twelve dollars. 
Whoever started separating fries from burgers should be fucking shot. Exactly. Drag them out by their fucking hair. Exactly. Shave them in front of the, the court of good sense. And drown them Send in the pool to- outside my door. Right. <laughs> Send them to South America with Hitler's. Yes. Hitler's cat. Uh, so this past uh, Thursday, it was just one of those things. It's like, oh, fucking Burger Week. Oh, I, we're probably going to be very busy. So, of mm-hmm. course, very busy shift. And not to bore anybody with uh, the fucking nuances of a fucking restaurant, of course, somebody called out. So it was like me and two other people in an entire restaurant that is full. The sun's out. It's finally stopped raining. The patio is full. So it's just fucking busy. Hot and busy. And it's busy because people are fucking cheap. So you know (laughs) you're just, you're working for fucking toenail clippings at this point because it's just nothing. And it's one of those things where it's like the restaurant filled up and I was like, I'll work the bar. So I'm making cocktails and taking orders and also tending to an entire fucking restaurant because the other person that's working has to tend to an entire fucking patio. Right. Oh. So it just was like, you know, it's one of those shifts where you're like, like pride, like, like George Orwell said, it's pride in the drudge. You finish the shift. You're fucking like, I love you, dude. I love you, dude. We fucking did it. It's over. Let's go home. And sure enough, fucking the next day, same me and the other guy, Owen, who were working, come in. And the manager's like, oh, man, I know you guys busted your ass yesterday, but you guys got a nice, uh, you got a review. You got to read this. And it was literally a fucking three-star review. And it was like, oh, everything was great. Very busy. Very busy. Just, um. Those guys that were working seems like uh, just a little sour pusses. <laughs> like someone shot their dog. It was like, <laughs> I'm going to fucking burn the city to the ground. It it was just, it's like that, like, hey, baby, why don't you smile more, baby? Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's uh. like, you came in for a fucking $7 fucking hamburger and you got the fucking balls to be like, you guys don't seem very happy about it. Fucking. I was like, I served you. I fucking served you. And it came, this shit came out on fucking time, dude. Exactly. No, so it's just I like. I filled your I, water. Like, I filled your, I got you water. I got you a, I made your fucking cocktail, by the way. Um, It just, and it was just like, and I'm reading that book about the Middle Ages and it's like the fall of Rome. And I was like, you privileged motherfuckers. Like, you have no fucking idea, like, what the fuck. Like, you just get to go, three stars, probably smile more. I don't know. That's crazy. Fries weren't crispy enough. But, and I'm reading this book, and I was like, you know, like, they, we, we always compare America to Rome, and like, sure, there are comparisons to be made. And there are, compare, like, they're not, we're not comparable, but some things we are. But it's like, the one of the first sackings of Rome. Is like the people of Rome were so up their own fucking ass. Exactly. Like, yeah. We live in the eternal city. We are Rome. We are the world. That when these fucking raw dogs with fucking mullets showed up, they were like, wait, what? They. No, no, you can't. You can't sack the city it's rome it's fucking rome it and it goes back to what you said about the fucking south dakota snake about the guy who's who started spouting the arithmetic because he thought it was the lord's prayer like these rich fucking assholes in rome dressed up because they're like oh they're sacking the gates 
I, I, I should dress up and wear my riches. Right. So these fucking Visigoths and Ostrogoths and fucking Vandals roll in. And they're like, you know, like the Bible says they're savages, but they're actually just fucking poor people who are like, I want to, I want food for my family. Sure. So they roll into the city and this like man is wearing makeup and all of his riches. He's like, welcome to my city. And it was like, I didn't want to kill you, but like, I have Have to now now. because you're so fucking, what? Because that's all you could think to do is just be like, well, I better dress up. That is, and make a fancy corpse. That is why you fucking, that is why if the country were to break apart, uh, Half of the people put me, do that. I'm going to be in uh, Mississippi Infantry 241 because on the other side, it'll be like, those are cool glasses, dude. Cool, dude. Are you going to wear your sword today? These guys are going to be like, because the people next to them were like, they shut the fucking door. And when the fucking vandals rolled in, they were like, don't come into my fucking house. And they went, yeah, cool. Whatever. Fuck it. You got it. I'm going to go into this crazy person's house where he's like, hello, I'm wearing bikini bottoms. (laughs) My dad took a shit. (laughs) I left the door unlocked. Aren't I edgy? Oh. Yeah, that's, that's only true. Lena Antioch or whatever the fuck is Enoch. <laughs> only Lena and Enoch. I have my show tonight. We're opening. <laughs> I'm not off book. <laughs> just starts punching that fucking pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's yeah, got his own problems. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna take his riches <laughs> off of his neck. Let me as done. he punches that pineapple, you just slowly take his jewels <laughs> off of him and he doesn't even shut notice. the door behind him. Yeah. And then you're Sparking the flint, just burning. Just burning. <laughs> it's good. It's good. We'll you don't go want get to his, see what's inside. We'll go get his fillings after from his <laughs> melted corpse. Just, it's good. Uh, so you want to read my screenplay? It is true. It is. Uh, if anything, well, I, I, we're kind of seeing it now. Like when an adversary came in the form, I guess, of a pandemic, but that's like of a mindless. Mm-hmm. Yeah parasite or virus or whatever mindless yeah. so if a, a group of people or somebody with more that's more sentient was just like i'm fucking pissed like i think we should just take their stuff because i think they're a little distracted no problem sure that's like all we a, take. Just... if a jangus if you will wished to mm-hmm. arise i think now's the time to do it and you'll be all right just roll through. That's what, like, that's what is so, like, what's cool about the book is it's constructed because it has the eye of, it's been written recently. So it's sure. like, oh, we're going through a global pandemic. We're going through migrant crisis. And, like, this reshaped the world for thousands of years. So you have to look at it with that in mind. Is like, it's not a, it's just going to be, oh, cool, it's over. No, it's, right. it's fundamentally changed the rest of human history mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. like that's how you have to look at it but you're totally right it's just like hey that's mine now you're like oh yeah okay cool all right just watch out for those norwegians add it to the heap with all the bike pumps they fucking <laughs> liberated it's a nice City bike <laughs> oh needs a new chain though go get me that slave oh, that's the best it's just bikini bottomed 
guys Warlords. on nice bikes <laughs> just fucking rolling through new york rolling through columbus rolling through la and san francisco it's like ooh, nice bike that is kind of the fucking that w- would be a frightening warlord like you see like the warlords with like the bullet necklaces and the fucking army fatigue green and everything you see a fucking warlord in a string bikini and fucking, and fucking dance shoes, Under Armour, but hoodie. <laughs> You're fucking trouble, man. That guy's <laughs> because unhinged. A guy with bullet and teeth necklace. You're like, oh, got something. Okay. Yeah, he's putting it on Front Street. Like, don't mess with him. He's tough. But you got the little, like you said, the little Lance Armstrong hat, <laughs> skimpy briefs, one sandal, <laughs> one sock. That's the guy who just slits your throat. He's either going to take your order a chance oh! or take your life. His feet are my feet now. <laughs> oh, okay, God. this guy is oh Jengus two I love your body glove wallet swim trunks that just the mesh though. It's not the trunk; it's just the interior. That's scary for sure. There you go. That that's Jengus on his throne and just mesh. It. You know what's scary is if, if they're like the long surfer board shorts, but like people take jeans and they cut them into jean shorts. But if you're cutting your swim trunks into shorter <laughs> swim trunks, that's a move I don't want to see. <laughs> or you pay someone to make you a full pant that is a, a swim trunk pant. That's a good idea, actually. That's a long con. That's long that's, game. That's <laughs> empire. That's an empire. Yeah, that's the king. You're the kingmaker right there. He's got his. <laughs> These uh, are swim trunk pants. Swim trunk pants. Harsh. Just a, a sharp pleat, too. Ooh, pleated swim trunk pants? That's that's how you bring it back, Case. Coming all the way back to history, man. You go back, you look at Coney Island. It's 1920. Guys got their bowler hats on. They got full three piece suit. Neat as a pin. That's not a suit. It's a, it's a swimsuit. Right. <laughs> it's a jacket. Full like swimsuit. With the meshy inside. So it's like. I love if you just zoomed oh. in and were like, wow, those guys are so foolish wearing full wool, wool suits on the beach. And you oh. fucking zoom in and they're just naked. They're just painted in suits. <laughs> just like, oh, disgusting. <gasps> Oh, that suit has a mole. Oh, God, that oh. no, that's his just, he just has gray skin. That's not a cummerbund. That's a <laughs> sore. <laughs> that's a bed sore. <laughs> All right, well, watch out for the Huns, and we love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Invaders w- ride bikes. That's right. And uh, if you download this uh, podcast, that'll be $298. (laughs) I'll expect that check nice and crisp. Thank you very much. We're holding on to the, we're holding on to your headphones. It's behind a paywall, (laughs) a $298 paywall. Just one time, one time only. Yeah, it's a one-time Patreon fee. (laughs) A one-treon. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. What's going on? What's, what's happening? Much, man. Comic-Con this weekend. Where are you going? Yeah, we're going to Dayton, Dayton, Ohio. Oh, you said that. You said that. That's right. Cool. So That's north yeah, of you, right? Cool. It's basically 
in the like it's like parallel to Cle or Cincinnati. It's in the south, but it's southwest. Oh, okay. So it's on that oh, like so bottom wrong. Okay. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of Indianapolis. They have a Dayton five hundred. Daytona. Ah, I'm an idiot. I wish we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dayton, that's north, right? Because north is Indianapolis, north is and they have a race. And Dayton has a race. <laughs> Daytona. Where does that take place? You're a moron. <laughs> it takes place in Peru. That's uh, that's our that takes us all the way back to like episode three. What do you say? Storch or Scorch? Yeah, Larry Storch. Rest in peace. 99 years old. The weirdest, God bless him, but the weirdest people that are still alive are posting like about about Larry Storch, which is great. But I'm like, wow, this is like old Hollywood that you forget about. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, some actor that was on, you know, uh, I love Lucy for like, you know, like two episodes. It's like, here's me yeah. and Larry in 1935 oh. at the off-Broadway RKO radio. They're just like, holy shit. Very right. cool. It was like, I I did a, I did a stint on F Troop. I was like, what? Oh, that was the cartoon with the flags of F Troop flying half-mast. One was for Shinyu I got to do, I got to Google F Troop so we can talk about it. Because I was like, I remember it vaguely from Nick at Night. So is it's like, it Civil so War? Like, they fight, they're like Indian hunters? Oh, uh, yeah. It probably is. Yeah, it's we should. It's that Westward expansion <laughs> My era. favorite, Casey. Oh, I'm so glad. I still have this recording because I think you're going to love this. Is, um... I follow Larry Storch. I've been a longtime follower ever since we mentioned oh, yeah. him. Follow us back. Nice guy. Nice posts. Uh, clearly, some of his family members like run his media from time to time. Ran his media. Still running it. And an interesting number of uh, people are in our group that f- still follow Larry Storch. Yeah. And um, a pretty tasteless lot. So the, uh, or just, I don't, I don't, I I can't describe this person other than a person that definitely doesn't just follow Larry Storch, but probably also follows Jake the Snake Roberts, which I do as well. (laughs) But like, their family posted a really nice thing about like, you can donate here. Like, thank you for all the well wishes and outpouring. Larry, you know, is resting up in heaven with so and so and so. And just this woman, and I had to click on the profile, and I guess I'm profiling, but profile picture, she's large and in charge, ratty hairdo, glasses missing one lens, fucking (laughs) dirty white sweatshirt, her comment on it, and she's the only person that commented, and by the way... She, she, you know, she lives in Daytona or something, you know, she just, her comment is, when's the funeral? (laughs) (laughs) Like you're invited. It's so good. I was just like, this is so exactly how. You got any dip? Any bars? I'll bring some bars. And then, you know, of course, and they're nice enough to respond like, oh, no, we're probably just going to have a, there's going to be a private. Yeah, private ceremony, and you can donate here. But I just love somebody's like, oh, Larry died. When's the funeral? That's what car. That's what social media has done. Like it's like you said. Like that's the same woman who's gonna 
go after John Roberts at his, you know, steak restaurant because there's no separation yeah. anymore. Like right. you and, and me, like, we're on the same internet. Mind. You and me are going to Larry Storch's funeral. Me, Clarence Thomas, <laughs> and John Roberts are hitting Storch's funeral. <laughs> Shotgun. <laughs> Clarence Thomas is peeling out the van. Oh. The wheels are. <laughs> oh man, scorch him! Get in. <laughs> oh, so. Clarence Thomas loved F Troop. You're right. Next week, let's you and me do a little research on F Troop. You got a good point. Just one episode, just to see what it's about. Yeah. I have a feeling it's like Hogan's Heroes, but West West? Yeah, they're probably, you know, it's like, uh, like yeah, exactly. Like, I bet it's probably, uh, again, yeah, I'm probably hasn't it. held up. Taking the gas out of like a Bonanza or a John Oh, Wayne yeah, that, like a parody but... kind of thing. Those were big, like parody of Westerns. Yeah, it's a parody of a Western. I feel like it's What's got the F troop? Arrow in the hat because they're the worst? Oh, they got an F. Worst an troop F. in the. Do you think they have. I wonder if the they union. have a. Uh, like a. Um, who's the crazy guy with the long, blonde, beautiful locks? Cust? Custy? I wonder if they have a Custer. But they yeah, call that's him. That's what I was going to say. Yogurt. Can't cut the muster. Custer. Colonel Mustard. Oh, yeah, there is a Colonel Mustard. <laughs> All right. There's a reason we're not writing F Troop yet. We don't have a good enough. Bringing it back. We don't have a good enough uh, uh, understanding yet. When's the funeral? Um, <laughs> it's the funeral. That's the best. <laughs> The end of the Civil War was near when quite accidentally A hero who sneezed abruptly seized retreat and reversed it to victory His medal of honor pleased and thrilled his proud little family group While pinning it on some blood was spilled and so it was planned he'd command F Troop where Indian fights are colorful sights and nobody takes a lickin'. Where pale face and red skin both turn chicken. When drilling and fighting get them down, they know their morale can't droop. As long as they all relax in town before they resume with a bang and a boom. 